Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, uh, motivational, speakerist, uh, <laughs> snakiest, slumber partyist, donut driftingist recap podcast of The Bachelorette ever. <laughs> You forgot Frosty Tippiest. Oh, Frosty Tippiest. That's good. Yeah, to cover our date with Martin. Um, <laughs> is it just me? Okay, I don't know if it's just because I have a million things going on and everything's mm-hmm. pulling at my attention like we were just discussing before I hit record. But yeah. is it... I feel like the pacing of this season is a lot slower than Katie's season. Am I wrong? You are not wrong. You're okay. not wrong at all. Okay. This is a, a much more relaxed approach to The Bachelorette. And I think part of that is because of the the personality type we're dealing with here for our bachelorette. Um, she's she's a little more, I guess, grounded and reserved and and laid back than Katie is. She doesn't have that that big burst of energy. Um, I, I also find it interesting that one of the things that is revealed in this episode is some of the things that we notice with Michelle that may have kept her from being the winner on her season. These, these issues are now creeping slowly into her own bachelorette season, uh, a a waking nightmare for dating, if you will. So, uh, I'm, I'm very excited to talk about this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, let's start by talking about Martin. Cause I feel like, yeah, maybe this whole, the theme of this episode is just like, uh, and I don't think it's unfounded insecurity. So I don't want to say like insecurity and like dismiss it mm-hmm. because I do think it's valid, but there is just some, I don't know, the the energy of this particular season is just kind of, there's something that's off. I can't figure it out. She's feeling it too. So let's get into it. So we start with the one-on-one with Martin. Oh, I missed the first 10 minutes of this episode. I totally forgot. See, I have too much going on. Did I miss anything substantial before that first one-on-one with Martin is what I should be asking you? Not really. It's, you know, it's it's a little race car date. That's about it. I just don't, there's something about Martin. I don't think he's he's killed anyone. I don't think he's, you know, a, a terrible human being. But I just, I cannot stand looking at him. I, I don't I don't well, like he's a little him. like early 2000s boy band for me. Yeah. Yeah. But also he's got like an early 90s like vanilla ice crossed with Brian Austin Green and 90210. <laughs> like I just I don't I don't like any of it. I I just I, I look at him and I say without knowing anything about you, sir, I, I believe that you you know, gave a woman HPV and also never called her again after your one night stand like that is that is the vibe you give. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> Which does not speak to his actual character. I'm just saying. No. I look uh, at him and this is what this is the thought that permeates my brain. I mean, and it's like he did he did uh recover during the date, but I don't it wasn't the smoothest date by any means. Uh I will I will say that Tuck said he was gonna do his hair like Martin's. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's he, a good idea. He barely Bring back watched, laser lines. Yeah, he barely watched the show. But he like walked in and he's like, oh, that's what I'm going to do with my hair next. Anyway, and like walked out of the room. Talk, I I support you fully. (laughs) But he actually, you know what? He did sit down because 
all of a sudden he hears cars revving and uh, Tuck is like a big car guy, big car oh. guy. Like me watching, we were trying to come up with the the equal, you know, he's like, you watch TikToks, I watch car YouTube videos. And I'm like, I also watch a lot of YouTube videos though. So I don't know if that's the direct approximation <laughs> yeah. or- Not, not an exact one, one-to-one, but you, you watch The Bachelor, he watches Top Gear. There you yeah. go. Well, yeah. Yeah, he should watch Top Gear. Anyway, so he was like, oh, that's a BMW, blah, 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 you know? And I was like, okay. And then they're like, we're at the BMW racetrack or whatever. And I was like, and I just kind of, I go blank because I just do not care about cars at all. Sure. Uh, And when I get a new car, I'm just like going to ask Tuck what I should buy and buy it. And I have like some level of brand loyalty because we're like a GM family. My grandpa was in the union, you know, all that shit. Uh, So for better or worse, (laughs) I buy a lot of Chevys. But like outside of that, I don't really think about cars that much. But he was like, oh, I'm paying attention. And I did think it was cool that they were doing like drifting and stuff. I don't, that wouldn't be a date I would care about going on. But they seemed to both genuinely like it quite a bit. Yeah, and I so good was, for them. Yeah, I thought it was cool that she, she, you know, he was in the passenger seat and he wasn't like gripping anything. That was mm-hmm. that was nice. That was a good vote of confidence. Um, but then, like, yeah, there's the date goes well until they sit down and they're kind of one on one, and then he questions her for getting rid of Jamie, and I thought that was weird. Yeah, and and honestly, he might actually feel that way, but. What a dumb thing to talk about. You're on a one-on-one date and and you finally like sit down. You got your charcuterie board here. And the first thing that comes out of your mouth is let's talk about the guy you just got rid of. And I'm going to do it in a way that makes you question whether or not you made the right decision, even though you know you made the right decision. So now the woman is mad because <laughs> you're being a dick about it. Yeah, it was just kind of it was kind of strange. And I mean, the things he said were not cool, like especially the things he was saying to a producer. Do I think Jamie's like a terrible person? No, but maybe he didn't take the show as seriously as he should have. And he happened to get caught doing it, which other people I'm sure do it. And he just happened to get caught. Um, He didn't play the game the right way. He got too meta with it he was like too self-aware and that always wrecks things. It was just very Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo of him. And so like, I don't like how he handled it. I still like him and I would like to think that he's redeemable. He's not in Brendan territory. And he's kind of standing by what he said. He really (laughs) hasn't apologized though. Much. It, he's just been like, I know that I have strong character and I think that Michelle is great. And it's like, but why did you say the spring break thing? He At least I haven't seen him directly um, address that as far as I know. Walter's upset about it too. He's like, excuse me, why <laughs> has he not addressed the spring break comment? Um, and I, I think it's, I really, I hate when people resort to death threats. I know we talked about this last week. A little bit. I I think that's so disgusting. Like when people get or even just commenting in general is like beyond what I would do. You know, yeah. 
I can be like, I'm not happy with how this looked or whatever, but I'm not going to be like, you should be ashamed of yourself. Or like, I want the stranger on TV to die. Or like all the things <laughs> they said about his mom, like incredibly fucked up, you know? Yeah, it's but real fucked up. I still wish he could have, I wish he had responded to the spring break comment because I thought that that was really shitty and it just felt like misogynistic. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can, I can take issue with that and still not want people to be terrible to you. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like exactly. there's a line there. But Martin is doing, yeah, the thing that you should never do on a date, especially on the early dates when you haven't established a relationship. And that's bring up somebody else who doesn't need to be brought up. He's not even there anymore. It's not Mm -hmm. even an issue anymore. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And you're giving her shit for it. And then she interpreted it. And fair enough, I would too, as, oh, you don't trust my judgment. You don't think I made a good decision. Yeah. It's like, how else would you interpret that? That's like the, that's pretty much the only way. Although I will say, shout out to Martin for just rolling with my favorite dumb guy flex, which is he says something that is obviously stupid and should not be said and brings up someone she got rid of. And then when she calls him out on it, his response is, I'm sorry. Uh, I just, you know, my thing is I'm just a real blunt, honest guy and I say what's on my mind. And sometimes it's not the best way to communicate. (laughs) It's like, yeah, what if you thought about that a little bit? (laughs) Yeah, if you don't take me at my knee jerkiest, you can't have me at my most thoughtful. Okay, that's just how this works. Thought is okay. And you're like, all right, Martin. Uh, but yeah, he seemed to recover well. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be here too much longer. No, I'm no. not seeing it. Like she's got so such a better connection with like Joe and Rodney. I feel like are. Mm-hmm probably the ones out in front and like Brandon. Yeah. Um, and, but- and he had, he had an advantage here because we know shopping dates and adrenaline dates. Those are your two best bets. And we're still early in the season. Earlier dates tend to pay more dividends. So he had all these things going for him and he botched it. Yeah. If he would have landed this and just had a perfect date or at least one that wasn't the shaky date that he ended up having, I, I think he would be in a much stronger position, but I, I don't see him. Not he's not cruising towards the final four, in, no. in my opinion. Well, and there's so many guys on the show who have shown more depth at this point. And I feel like he talked a little bit about it because he was talking about being slow to show emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a little concerning as well. I mean, he said that he'll show them, but I don't think... It was like a tell and not show situation. <laughs> so I'm not sure about it. But yeah, so that was that was that date. It was it was a date that they had. And <laughs> then. Um, oh, it ended at the planetarium, though. That was cute. That was nice. I love a planetarium. I'm a big fan. So that was very exciting for me to see them do that. And I was like, but they don't even appreciate it. Um, No, Michelle's probably like, here are all the constellations. And Martin's like, they're bright like my hair. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And that's how that part went. So, okay. So group date. Uh, This was, okay. Yeah. And I want to get into this whole thing too in a minute. But so there's a group date. They name everybody off, right? And Rick's the only one left. And Nate was like, almost positive that he was next and he is not next. And he, he was like, jaw drop. What? 
I'm not getting Rick's getting the date before me. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Uh, so they have like a slumber party date because we're still doing some of the low budget stuff. And it's like kind of like a fake carnival, though. It didn't really feel like I mean, if it was like a sleepover, at least with girls, there would be a lot more occult shit going on. <laughs> I yeah, I I was I wanted a little bit of the, the Ouija board, but instead we got I, I don't even know. It's like there was just pillows everywhere. And then w- I thought it was a cotton candy machine, but yeah. maybe it was like a Build-A-Bear or something. I, what the fuck okay, was going I on? Thought it, I, OK, that OK. See, I was like, am I not paying attention or is it a editing problem? But I was like, this looks like a fake carnival. And I missed the slumber party part at the very beginning. And then I was like, oh, it's a slumber party. And there's teddy bears. But were they building the bears? And then also they had cotton candy? Or was it? There's no Build-A-Bear that's ever happened at a slumber party. Okay, the most, well, maybe, maybe if you're like, like one of the people who does like my super sweet 16 or some shit. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, one of the best slumber parties I ever went to was for my friend's birthday. And we went to Pizza Hut. And then we went back to her house and we watched Spice World and we did a bunch of doodling with jelly roll pens. And this is really dating me. So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) like I was just like, what is it? Is it cotton candy? I don't know. It was kind of strange. But then all the guys started just like hanging out with each other. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) And they're like, oh, like, and was it Olu who was like, punch me as hard as you can? That, yeah, that was, again, like, just, I love the the dumb guy energy that comes out on Bachelorette seasons. Like, hey, what's a good male bonding exercise? Let's stand in a circle and, like, punch each other, but in a fun way. And then also tell the girl we are ostensibly pursuing to go fuck off while we do it. Yeah, we're just busy. We're busy. And I just started yelling at the TV. That's how Houdini died, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm concerned. Yeah, I was like, why are they do like what? Okay, this is what I would have liked to see as a person who went to many a slumber party. Okay, light as a feather, stiff as a board. Uh, truth mm-hmm. or dare? Spin the bottle where the boys kiss. Um, oh yeah, good one. <laughs> uh, mash. Gotta play MASH. What are you doing at a slumber party? You haven't played one game of MASH? What are what you, you What is doing? MASH? Like, like <gasps> okay. the TV series slash no. Altman film? Or what, okay. what are you? See, okay, girl. Like, <laughs> I want to be a Vietnam medic. <laughs> not, not to stereotype, but girl slumber parties in the 90s were the best. Uh, so MASH was this game where you would, it was kind of like, not Mad Libs, but kind of like that. And and the people who are listening right now who know what I'm talking about are probably getting excited and frustrated with you. Like, how do you not know? But you you have like all these different categories. So depending on who you play, it might be different. But they'll be like, pick like four or five, you know, people you'd want to marry. You know, so maybe it's like, oh, it's a boy I have a crush on in school, or it's like a or like Devin Sawa. Again, I'm dating myself. Um, <laughs> uh, like you know where you would want to live, and and it's. It's good stuff. And then you have to have at least one like dud, right? So like Mm -hmm. one one of the things is like, oh, you live in a cardboard box or like, you know, you date like that, that mean kid who like pulls your hair, you know, all the time Yeah, or, you know, whatever it is. And so it's like a fortune telling game. And 
Some people do like tick marks or like spirals. And basically the person who is like administering the test, the very official scientific test, does this thing. You tell them when to stop. And then that's like how they start eliminating options. So then at the very end, it'll be like, okay, you know, Lacey, uh, when you uh, grow up, you're going to live in a mansion. Oh, and you're going to drive a VW bug. And oh, you're going to be married to to George. But you're going to have 22 kids and you're, you know, (laughs) it's like the most like wild (laughs) game. Uh, And I, I wish I had old copies of my mash games from when I was a kid. So you got to play that. Like there's so many good slumber party games that I played. Like there was one where (laughs) we used to get in sleeping bags and one person would leave the room and you'd get into everybody else's sleeping bag. So you'd all shuffle and then they'd step on you and you had to make a noise and they had to guess who was in the sleeping bag. So you try to like disguise your voice, you know, and you'd be like, Moo, you know, and they'd be like, oh, that's Sammy, you know. And then well, see, I just played video games at slumber parties. Like, we, I mean, we did that, too, but like we played a lot of like creative games and that's kind of why i was disappointed with the slumber party date (laughs) because i think it would have been fun if they just like went full into it and they're like we're gonna do makeovers and uh you know music we would do like dance routines to songs and compete with each other and have people like grade us and like it was a big production there was like a whole lot of stuff going on it wasn't just like Mm -hmm. oh we're sitting around hanging out and someone's like punch me as hard as you can in the stomach like it's just weird (laughs) and so michelle's feeling it too and she tries to pull clayton over to spend some time with her but yeah it's like i get it you just kind of feel weird and desperate at that point and you're like wait isn't this show about me what the fuck and she i could tell she yeah felt incredibly awkward and yeah it, it it was odd because I mean you know most of the time it's guys running around yelling I'm here for the right reasons and yes. this season it feels like a bunch of guys going like wait what are we doing here what's what's the point and yeah. so that's that's weird and then this is what I was talking about um, my my foreshadowing and in our introduction you see this is this is good podcasting here folks uh, what I said that the problems that Michelle ran into as a contestant on The Bachelor are starting to seep into her bachelorette season. And this is the issue where she was very sweet, but we didn't get a lot of her personality and she sort of faded into the background a little bit. Um, Now that's a big problem when it's your fucking show, like you're the star here, but I, I, yeah, I just, I don't know what's wrong with these guys. And it seems like the other thing is if someone had half a brain here, it would be so easy to just kind of swoop in and and take a bunch of one-on-one time from her because you have the opportunity. And these guys are too busy building bears and punching each other in the abs. Like, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? It's just really odd. Like, there is – well, and she's drawn to – it's kind of a tricky thing, right? Because she says she's drawn to the quiet guys. But – then they're not going to be the ones who go out of their way. And she also isn't the type to go out of her way necessarily. Like she doesn't want to, not that she Mm -hmm. won't, but she doesn't want to. And nor should she, she should be the one pursued on this show. That's how this show works. You know, you see people on 
you know, the bachelor or bachelorette doing things like going out of their way to meet with somebody. And then, and then, you know, sometimes the other contestants get frustrated with it, but they're like, well, I have to do it to stand out. And it's like, no one's doing that. And maybe it's just, we haven't hit that point of the show yet. I'm not sure. Sure. It's just kind of, yeah, it's just kind of odd. And it felt off. And then the Bella twins show up. Oh, love the Bella Twins. <laughs> and they're just like, we're going to do a pillow fight. And it was like. And Michelle's like, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> that was a good Waluigi noise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been playing a lot of Mario Party lately. Anyway, so yeah, she, it was just like kind of weird because then that whole part got overshadowed. And I was like, who cares that that's mm-hmm. happening? Because I'm not, you know, this is not what I wanted it to be. And I get it. I'll get in that mood where. I'll have my hopes up about something, you know, they're way up, you know, like Millhouse style. And, and then when I get into the situation, it's not what I expect. And then I, and then I just like shut down and I'm like, I can't pretend to like what's happening because I don't. So sorry, you know, uh, so she had talked about, and this, and this was like what kind of added insult to injury for her is that she said that at the poetry date, she had read a poem about not being seen and now she feels like again, she's not being seen. Yeah. So wait, and I want to make sure I get the timing of this because I feel like it went from day to night in the following scenes. I did it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There was, there was, there was a a bit of a time issue there that I, I noticed that too. I was like, wait, did I, did I miss some? I thought like I turned away and some things happened that I missed, but yeah, we have some. Again, but if we both missed it, that means it didn't yeah, happen. But it's not our fault. <laughs> no, because she was talking to, who was she talking Was she talking to both Caitlin and Tasha about the date or at least one of them about the mm-hmm. date and the poetry stuff. And then she went to the guys and then it was like night. And I was like, huh? Um, so that was the part that was a little confusing, but but she made a good point here, so I don't want to get into the specifics of the time-space continuum. I want to talk about, you know, she was like, oh, I want there to be, I want you to go out of your way to create little moments. But I'm not asking for, like, grand gestures. I'm just asking for small moments, put in a little effort, and it's upsetting me that you're not doing that. And I think that's totally fair and mm-hmm. strange that they're not doing it. And she had a couple heart to hearts with some of the guys that she wanted, I think, to solidify her connection with. Yeah. She's like, I like you the most. Can you try? <laughs> yeah. She's like, hello, I'm right here. You know, so so she, she had a good like chat with Nate and with Olu. Um, but yeah, <laughs> she should have been like, what was up with that? Punch me in the stomach shit. It was weird. Like, why did you do that? <laughs> That's how Houdini died. <laughs> stop it. Yeah, stop. Uh, I just listened to a podcast about Houdini and I'm going to give a shout out to another podcast on this podcast. If you haven't listened to Not Past It, I would highly recommend it. It's a historical podcast about something that happened the week of the airing of that podcast in history. And so it was like the, I think it was the anniversary of the last time someone tried to uh, reach out to Houdini via a seance. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah, well, there's a whole. That's a whole other. I could talk about that for a really long time. <laughs> but as a Wisconsin-based podcast, I feel that it's always a, appropriate to bring up Houdini. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Like Houdini and serial killers. That's what we. That's yeah, what we talk we're about. allowed to talk about those things whenever we want. So, anyway, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't have much more to say about that group setting. I I don't know if, if I miss anything, but no, uh, next- it was just like her trying to tell these lunks, like just you know, g- give me you know your efforts at about a three out of ten. If you could bring it up to a five or a six, that'd be great. That's yeah, pretty much it. Yeah, it was well. Yeah, and I want to talk about somebody who overstepped their bounds later. But anyway, so the one-on-one date with Rick, I actually really liked. This is a date that I would love to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way down to you didn't have to listen to a country singer, but they had this date where they like, and I like that she called it a simple date. <laughs> I was like, you're going into the mountains. Yeah. I'm you're like, like 10,000 feet in the air on a little carriage thing. And then there's giant trees everywhere and like a dream box or something. There's a, this is not a simple date. But she's like, I like this simple activity. And I'm like, that's very extravagant. I want to know what other dates you've been on. Or maybe she didn't know exactly what it would all entail when she said that. But I just thought that was kind of a mismatch. Cause I was like, this date is like breathtaking. It's one of those like ripe for romance type of dates and it's outdoorsy, which I like. And I thought it was cute that love notes thing or like, you know, or just like the notes, you know, where people leave notes along the trail. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And although any- you, you want to talk about some plants here, my oh, sure. God. <laughs> my dad is gone. And then yeah, it's like, like, oh so boy. Is mine. How, what are the odds? How how can we get our uh, our guy on the date to to you know hop in his trauma truck and back up and open up the cab and just start shoveling it all out? <laughs> how are we gonna do it? Just leave this a is, little note. This is what I wish they had done. Is I wish they had put the notes from the game Firewatch into those boxes. Oh, but, see, oh that would have well. been good. Yeah, missed opportunity. <laughs> you know, Dad wants me to play. I don't I don't remember the notes anymore. It's been a little while since I played. But anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna replay Firewatch. <laughs> But like this whole date kind of reminded me of that. And then I was like, well, I guess it's appropriate that they're talking about drama then. Spoiler alert. If you Mm -hmm. haven't, go play that game. Uh, But yeah, it's the, okay. So this story with Rick and his dad was really awful. Um, That his dad, so his dad cheated. He blamed Rick for breaking up the family and then he got sick and died. Right. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like a real ace guy. Oh, oh, I was like, that sucks. Like, to and and I and how can you not carry that with you? Like, oh, and I, yeah. I think I think Rick has intellectualized at this point that he wasn't in the wrong. I think he's figured that out, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, it like, doesn't it feel good. Still hurts. And oh, I do. Yeah, <laughs> I have nothing else to say to that, except that was just, I don't know why that hit me harder than Jamie. I mean, Jamie's stuff was really heavy, too. I think it was just like the layers of, because it's like with Jamie, you know, with his mom, it's like there's a level there's a level of it that isn't, it's not personal. She's battling she was battling her own shit and you can only do so much. Right. And you feel helpless in that situation, but there is love there and there's worry and care. I think it's like the extra gut going back to Olo callback, uh, the extra gut punch of, of someone (laughs) of, of like a parent being like, 
I blame you for the dissolution of my marriage when he stepped outside the marriage. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just so shitty. Oh, not great. And then it's like you still have to grieve, you know, not cool. Yeah. But anyway, not a fun situation. My opinion of Rick definitely grew. I mean, I thought he was nice and stuff, but it's always interesting to hear what people have been through. And he seems like a very sensitive, introspective kind of a guy. Yeah, I thought he was just a handsome plank of wood, but now I feel like he's got he's got a little depth to him. Yeah, there's there's some interesting grain in that plank. I would say in terms of like, yeah, emotional depth, I would say he's at the front with Joe and um, Rodney, you know, like Mm -hmm. they've kind of put it all out there and have shown that they're not afraid to say the things that are hard and upsetting. And uh, yeah. And then we got to not listen to a country singer. So that I was happy Mm -hmm. about. So that was a good, that was a good date. I was like, yeah, I would do that date. I would like to do that date, please. Um, Okay, so then we get to the next day. And, okay, wait, I'm going to forget which Chris it is. Is it Chris S? Yeah, Chris S. um, I told you I hated him. Yeah. Like a long time ago. And he's a fucking like, liar. He's, he's a liar. You're on TV. You can't lie. We all know you're lying. Chris S. Commodities broker. Piece of shit with a square jaw. I mean, okay. Because he was the one who was like, oh, yeah, I'm like very down to earth or whatever. I don't know. I'm making him sound like a No, Muppet, he's a but- little goblin man. No, the, the Muppet voice is fine for the <laughs> goblin man. He's like, he's a douchey commodities broker who like is just thinks he can get away with anything. Yeah. And, oh, God, he might as well have just called Nate aggressive. You know what I mean? Like, he Mm -hmm. was almost there. I was like, just go full racist. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, this is like, uh, who is is the Nashville guy that was was just like, oh, I'm going to provoke Kenny racially every single episode. Uh, That was Lee, right? Yeah, Lee, Lee. This is is Lee 2.0. This is like West Coast Lee. I was so, I was so pissed about that. Yeah. Like Kenny was like the sweetest guy on the show. So it was very transparent. And this is, I mean, so now I'm wondering if he's the one who brings up the Nate rumor, because then it would all make sense. Cause I'm like, I'm just not getting the vibe that Nate's an actor. And here's the, okay. So here's the whole thing. So Chris asked before we were just like instantly mad and not explaining it. Um, Chris S. accuses Nate of saying that, like, he thought he had the one-on-one in the bag and he was, like, pissed that Rick got it or whatever. And he did look shocked. And what he probably thought was, my connection's pretty good and and it's only a matter of time before I'm going to get a one-on-one because we've had a good connection. There is nothing wrong with saying that. There is nothing wrong with thinking that. There are plenty of people who have done that before. I don't think that's, like, out of pocket at all. Mm -hmm. So... You know, like, I don't think he thought he had it in the bag, but I think he thought, oh, at some point in the near future, I will get a one-on-one date. And maybe because I was one of the last people called on the group date, this is the one. And then, ah, it's his name at the very last second, you know? Yeah, it's completely reasonable. There's nothing, like, out of line on this. And it's, yeah. And he made it sound so shitty. Like, oh, Nate thinks some people here have it in the bag. Like, oh, I don't know, Nate. 
you know, and I think, yeah, if Nate said something, I could see him saying something to that degree, but I think it would just be speaking logically and not saying anything like, like he thinks he's better than anyone. You hear plenty of conversations where the men sit around and kind of like assess where they're at in their relationship with the bachelorette. They don't have anything else to talk about. Right. That's what they talk about. Yes. And it's less weird than talking about your fucking Instagram following or what the audience is going to think. Like he's Mm -hmm. talking in the realm of the show. So that was kind of weird. And and then it was like, oh, I'm going to stand up in front of everybody and I'm going to and I'm going to make this declaration and just and then make Michelle feel more insecure. Right. Like, well, what the fuck? And make Nate look bad for no reason. Absolutely no reason. And so it's like, hey, uh, maybe we should talk. And and then. And then Nate was just like, what the fuck? He was like clearly annoyed talking to Chris about it. And then he had to be shitty and be like, are you going to put your hands on me? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You're trying to make him look bad. And it's so blatantly obvious to everyone watching. Yeah, it's. it's yeah. Real and shitty. then he's like, I'm, real not, fucking shitty. I'm not doing the homework. And it's like, well, yeah, you paid people to do homework for you all through college. Now, shut the <laughs> fuck up. Get his ass, Sammy. Like, leave him alone. OK, <laughs> he's a lovely Canadian with a cute dog. Leave him the fuck alone. What are you doing? But my favorite thing, and I'm like, I'm going to use this more often because it's great. Nate just kept calling him a dweeb. <laughs> oh, I know. I love the dweeb. Dweeb is so good. It it fits so perfectly here. I yeah. absolutely love it. Yeah. There's so many insults I'm trying not to use lately, like to avoid, you know, like being ableist or like, you know, uh, unintentionally hurtful. But dweeb is still on the table and I love yeah, it. And I was a good like, one. I was like, oh, and I love that he just kind of dismissed it. Like he's a small man. He's a dweeb. Who cares? You know, (laughs) and Chris has this, yeah, completely inflated sense of self. He's like, I came in on a white horse and I'm like, all right, white dude, like, shut up. Like, I hate, I hate him. I hated him from moment one. And I'm just glad he finally revealed who he was. And everybody else is like, yeah, dude's a snake. Like, fuck him. You know, Um, I don't know. It was just, wait, why did I write pack snacks with Joe? What did that mean? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> Pack snacks with Joe. I don't know. That she had a moment with Joe. Were they talking about snacks? I don't believe so. But Why I, I is like that in my note. Well, I think she should pack snacks with him. She should apparently. pack snacks. I yeah. don't know what that means. Maybe, maybe he gets hangry. That's a possibility. What does that mean? Why did I have that in my notes? Uh, snacks. That's good relationship advice in general. Always have snacks on you just in case you don't get hangry. Okay, wait. He did give her snacks. He gave her a snack. Okay. I have no recollection of this. I I believe you. Well, I found another. (laughs) As you Google, Michelle Joe snacks. That's exactly (laughs) what I did. I found it. Um, Yeah, he got her. He got her snacks. That's so sweet. Yeah, that's good, especially on a show where people never eat. So exactly. So he was like here and I don't remember what it was. But yeah, he was just like, oh, yeah, he had me at snacks. Yeah. So when they hung out, he gave her snacks. Cute. Anyway, so I do really like Joe and I like that he's focusing on the right things. It was like they got through 
the weird, awkward conversation of where did you go and what the hell happened? And he's been moving forward since that point, because sometimes what happens with contestants like that is they keep revisiting the same thing and then they sabotage themselves. Yep. So yep. he just yeah. moved past it. Smart, yeah. Smart move. Yeah. He's looking really good. Um, I could definitely, I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll at least be in the top four, but I, he could be, I think final two. Um, and, oh, this was nice too, that Brandon came up and was like, I want to put in more effort, but she made it clear that she wasn't talking about him when she was talking about that, that she felt he was putting in adequate effort. Um, oh, I also like that Nate called Chris every reptile out there. He was like, he's a snake. He's a gator. He's just every reptile. <laughs> I just All really, his, his, uh, insults are very good. Uh, and then, okay. So then Chris is like on his high white horse apparently. And he's like, oh, well, you know, like if I get picked, I'm going to wink at Nate. That'll show him. And that is a dweeb move for sure. And he got picked, but he didn't wink because he's a coward. Yep. He's a coward. Um, here's where things start to get sad. Some of the people you like start going home, you know, around this time, like Romeo. I was sad about that. And Will. And did someone else go? I think one other person went. Those are the people I kind of noticed that I'm like, I recognize you. You have been on the show. <laughs> No, we're still in the period where I don't know anyone. Romeo uh, except is the, for the math people I'm guy, mad at. You know? Okay. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like the sweet one who calculated like how many seconds were in a a month or whatever. Okay. He's, how he's often math he could... guy. Yeah. And then we've got... Uh, we've Will got was Lil, the one who was, Will. <laughs> was beefing with uh, Pizza Loser. Yeah. Rodney, yeah. large head. Not like metaphorically, like like literally just a big, big head. Uh, Rick, sweet white man. Um, sweet white man oh rick i thought you were yeah. saying that somebody else was a sweet white man no no that's the only one <laughs> that's the only one <laughs> at this point yeah at this point probably clayton uh, looks like someone like called his name in a crowd and he's trying to figure out who said it like that's just the look on his face every single moment of wait, every is single casey day still around or did he leave casey is still with us casey Ugh. is like bargain bin ryan reynolds uh, creative director guy. The camera is interested in him. I'm not interested in him. No. And then you've got Chris G, who's our motivational speaker, who cares. Uh, and then you have Chris S, who is Satan. That's what the S stands for. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. Those are your contestants, folks. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. I hope we see more of Olu because I feel like we haven't seen him very much, but they seem to yeah. have a good connection. Um, but it could be like, I'm trying to think of, there were a couple people like that on Matt's season where it was like, oh, you seem to, oh, but we're not going to see them. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's not weird. Uh, so I don't know if we'll get to see him, but I, I feel like Romeo deserved a little bit more time than he was given. I don't know. There's some losers here and you like, oh, mathematician, what are you doing? But you know, you got to start making those hard decisions at some point and, he just didn't yep. make the cut, unfortunately. Yeah, the Will thing kind of surprised me too, but I guess he got more airtime like for the, you know, controversy with him and Peter than he did for his actual time with, you know, yeah. Michelle. So mm-hmm. I guess that's not like overly surprising. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Any predictions for next week? Do you think that's when we'll hear the Nate is an actor conversation come up? I feel like it's gotta be soon. I thought it was going to yeah. be this week, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's probably going to start next week. I, I have a feeling uh, Chris S will lead us down that path uh, or at least, you know, be the first to grab the pitchfork and the, and the, you know, uh, the torches to get him out of there. Um, I don't really have any predictions. I, I'm I'm still waiting to feel this thing out. Like I I don't I don't feel like a, a clear front runner yet. I'm not seeing anything that's like over the top magical. I think that we're gonna have evil Chris sticking around. They need a villain, and he's like the last available. So yeah, I I, I see him gone. sticking around for longer than I would like. That's my biggest prediction. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I would agree with you. Unless he really like implodes, which could happen, then she might just be like, you got to go. Because um, she hasn't really been allowing any nonsense, which is good. I like it. I like that. Uh, one one part of his bio I would like to remind everyone of is that burnt pizza makes him mad. What a dweeb. Total dweeb. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, get used to it being every time daylight saving time ends, people act like it's the first time. So if that's if you're in that situation, I'm here for you. Okay, it's already night here. Our automatic lights are about to turn on. Mm. Embrace this time, though. Make tasty, cozy soups. Drink tea if you got a fireplace, snuggle up to it, and take care of yourselves and others. Yeah, take some vitamin D and uh, don't do needle drugs. Seasonal depression, seasonal depression. I've got seasonal depression. No sunlight, no happiness, no sunlight, no happiness. <laughs>